The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in the true person, Jesus, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God, and God calls us to be the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Beloved, this service of ordered worship is offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and around the globe by internet at WBUR.org. We invite your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry, and as the Spirit moves your presence with us. Should you hear something today in word or music that moves you, then next Sunday make a move and come and be with us in person to experience the power of presence. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, the great religious traditions, global and ancient, share a sense of spirit about contrition, of compunction, of lament and regret, a willingness in contrite humility to bow and seek atonement. In that spirit, as the choir sings, individually and collectively, we offer our prayer of confession. Let us pray. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven us. If we confess our sin, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the Epistle of James, beginning at chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Show by your good life that your works are done with gentleness born of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be boastful and false to the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. 
For where there is envy and selfish ambition, there will also be disorder and wickedness of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without a trace of partiality or hypocrisy. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace for those who make peace. Those conflicts and disputes among you, where do they come from? Do they not come from your cravings that are at war within you? You want something and you do not have it, so you commit murder. And you covet something and cannot obtain it, so you engage in disputes and conflicts. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly, in order to spend what you get on your pleasures. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
please join me in saying verses from Psalm 1 with the Antiphon. of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in a seat of scoffers. For the delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield fruit in their season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. together for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Glory, Glory to you, Lord. Lord. 
They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And in three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be the first must be the last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. In July, Jan and I attended a wedding in Ithaca, New York. It happened that the accommodations were provided at a motel near Cornell, and a mile from the church 
we had gone to serve in 1979. Where were you 10, 20, 30 years ago? We walked one afternoon that weekend back into the hamlet of Forest Home, founded in 1794, the community in which our church was located. We walked that afternoon back into our younger life there, not so very long ago. Forest Home is an old mill town, long since demilled, no disrespect to Cecil B., and now surrounded by godless Cornell, so-called for its secular foundations, New York State's land-grant school established by Ezra Cornell in 1865. The hamlet contains houses from the early 1800s, so marked, and through the community flows a river, Fall Creek, which runs its way downhill and into Cayuga Lake. You cross a one-lane bridge which spans the river gorge about 30 feet above the water. At what amounts to the only intersection in the hamlet, the meeting point of two roads, one river, and a walkway, there was built in 1915 a little Methodist church. Forest Home is an oddly and gracefully New England-like incursion into the Empire State, and in that hamlet was our first appointment, our first church. We passed by on this walk the Cornell Veterinary School barns with some livestock therein alive. To the right, the Cornell plantations and wildflower gardens appeared largely unchanged after 30 years. The little walkway along the road led us downhill to the creek and to our former home. We passed by each house, then as now inhabited by Cornell faculty and staff, and we let the mist and rain of memory descend. We remembered a family of four whose father at 50 died of cancer, leaving a developmentally delayed daughter. We remembered a prominent scholar who came once to our home and whose name we mispronounced. We remembered a young biologist and his beautiful family of blonde daughters and spouse who expected tenure and, in a sudden cruelty, was disappointed. We remembered an aged couple, he dapper, she doer, and her proverb, time flies, ah no, time stays, we go. The saying in memory fit the day's memory of the saying. We remembered an insurance agent whose office we passed and that he had given us gifts at the births of our two older children, China nameplates. From his wheelchair he had lamented our move in 1981, saying, it seems like the bishop should give you a year or two to consolidate the gains. 
At the bridge there rose up an old house, circa 1815, in which the church's matriarch had cared for her aged father for many years. Every Friday afternoon, his former law partner would come by, open the bedroom window, fish out two long cigars, and sit for an hour in smoke and silence, and then leave without speech, without speech needed. How I hated that smoke, she once said, and yet what I wouldn't give to have it again. Down the road, we remembered a young man with four children and a business who also struggled with alcohol. We remembered a doctor with two delightful toddlers, one of whom was later to die at age 20, rafting on white water. We remembered a poor young couple housed in those years above her father's garage, whose earthly hope they had invested in Amway. We remembered a retired colonel, a Vietnam veteran whose daughters chafed at and rebelled against his authority. We remembered a saintly professor who was later to take his own life. And we remembered a sea of students emerging into adult sunlight, struggling to get a foothold, mumbling to find their voice. After an hour, we turned back and walked out of the daydream, the remembrance we had entered. Where were you? September 20th, 1999, 1989, 1979. On return, repassing all hurts, all the many and deep cuts ravine-like, gorge-deep, all the many hurts which we had recalled on our entry. Other memories stepped up alongside us. Other memories accompanied us. Other memories embraced us. And I would not want to try to assess which were the more real, the four feet carrying us or the four winds of memory guiding us. After 30 years, back then, we remembered two, we remembered as well, that the struggling students had, if nothing else, the presence of one another in common fellowship and common struggle. Some fell in love, we remembered. Some married, too. The saintly suicide had six children and a deeply loving Quaker wife, all surrounding him in life, in death, and in life beyond death. The Marine Corps daughter got married and settled down, happily quarreling instead with her mate, and of her dad she said, I grew up, he got older, 
we worked it out. The poor couple clung to Amway, but also volunteered in church and led a community day of celebration, those having the least somehow managing to give the most. The doctor and wife in bitterest child loss, a grief like no other, had the friendship of a later minister and his presence and his care and the sincerest of loving thoughts and prayers by the religious and by the not-so-religious both, lifted at night from house to house in the twilight by the river. The hard-drinking dad climbed on the wagon and stayed seated in the presence of Bill and other friends and has yet to fall off. The matriarch died surrounded by admirers and friends and waves of students who studied her life. In studying her life, themselves learned how to live. The forgotten insurance agent, long dead himself, stands up from his lifelong wheelchair and greets us in memory at every sighting of the China nameplate gifts. The aged couple, dapper and doer, squabbled happily enough till death they did part. The tenure-robbed academic took his beautiful family to a similar school in California to soak up the ever-present sun and to enjoy a permanent job in a happier college. The disabled teenager acquired a piano teacher, a lifelong friend, a minister's wife who deeply loved her, decades beyond her dad's death. In July, Jan and I took a walk. We remembered hurt. We remembered help. We realized how ferociously fast 30 years passed. Three good lessons in a summer weekend. Three words of wisdom on a fall Sunday. For another town a city with its own charms, for another university, a school with its own hurts, for another generation discovering its own rivers of help. For you, Boston, for you, Boston University, for you, Marsh Chapel. And for those entering the ministry, three lessons. One, even the smallest of churches, even the smallest of communities, is teeming, laden with nearly bottomless hurt. Two, every hurt after 30 years, every hurt that we have seen, has had the friendship of help, of 
some help, not always adequate help, but yet some help still. Not always adequate help, but yet some help still. And three, it does not take very long to go from being a young Turk to becoming an old turkey. Carpe diem. In the Bible we read, where sin abounds, grace overabounds. In the Bible we read, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Where hurt abounds, somehow hope lingers. Grace, a common grace. Grace, an abiding grace. Grace, an amazing grace. In Norman McLean's title to his master work, a river runs through it. Nothing good is ever wasted, nothing good is ever lost in the economy of care. So at least do testify two formerly young people, a formerly young ministerial couple who walked through memories of hurt and walked through memories of help who 30 years ago had no idea how they could raise a family on $8,000 a year, themselves back then, themselves since then, themselves now and then, all in a lifetime, saw help, got help, had help, gave help. You will too. As we prepare our hearts for prayer, I invite you to come forward to kneel at the altar rail, to bow your heads, to stand or remain seated if it is your tradition to do so. Now let us sing together the call to prayer, Lead Me Lord, hymn 473.
heaven, you are our rock, our fortress, our deliverer. We give all glory and honor to you, almighty God. We are thankful for your faithfulness, for you have not failed us, but we have failed you. With sorrowful hearts, we admit that our pride has kept us from forgiving. Our selfish desires have kept us from loving our neighbors. We have used our tongue as a weapon and failed to use it for peacemaking. We confess all of our sins and pray for your merciful pardon. We seek you, Lord, and offer ourselves to you. Guide us, Good Shepherd. Lead us in the path of righteousness. We humbly ask that you teach us your good, good and faithful ways. Give us heavenly wisdom so that we may be a reflection of your pure love. Today, we reflect on the inspirations in our lives who are now at eternal rest. We are truly grateful for those parents, grandparents, other family and friends, not only because they taught us life skills like counting, reading, spelling, and even tying our shoes, but because they taught us love skills like sharing, forgiving, and respecting. Thank you for the blessings of their patience and presence in our lives. We lift up those who are sick and those in need. As we mourn the recent and imminent death of loved ones and face our own deaths, we pray for the confidence of Paul who looked forward to the transition to his eternal home with the Lord. Grant us all peace in our minds, our homes, our communities, our nation, and the world. We call on you, O God, for you will answer us. Give ear to us and hear our prayers, for we offer them in the name of our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ, and pray as he taught us together, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be always with you. Hello to everyone here and to all those listening on the radio. My name is Elizabeth Fomby. I'm the Director of Hospitality here at Marsh Chapel. The first thing I'd like to direct your attention to is the red pads that are at the end of your pews towards the center aisle. If you would just um, fill those out for us so we can get to know your names and so that you can also get to know the names of those who are sitting by you. Also, we have a very special coffee hour today after the service. So we'd love to have you come down for that. That's going to be in the Marsh Room immediately following the service. We also have the first Bach Cantata of the academic year next Sunday during the regular 11 o'clock interdenominational service. And then, last but not least, I will be leading, along with some of my colleagues, um, a talk on a trip I took with some School of Theology folks to Ephesus, Turkey. And we're going to be talking about um, early Christian life in what was a pre predominantly pagan world at the time. So we'd love to have you join us. Um, that's going to be next Sunday, right after the service in the sermon room. All are welcome. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
gently embraces us when we have felt hurt and when we have received help. Sow a harvest of righteousness with these good gifts that we might make peace with all of your children. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who welcomed children, and in the childlike power of the Holy Spirit present with us today. Amen. the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. Amen. 